friends. You're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and I am just so thankful that you're back today to listen in on another week of Etsy learning. Today, we are going to talk all about planning for the summer, how to get your shop ready to go for the summer months, and this episode is particularly geared for you if you have children whose schedule changes dramatically for the summer months when they get out of school, but even if you don't have children or your children are in daycare that goes year-round or whatever, there will be some nuggets of advice on how to get your shop ready for seasons when you have less time to work or if you just want to take a break or what have you. That is what we'll be covering today, but before we get started, I wanted to read the spotlight review for today. This is something that I am hoping that I can do every week, although I need y'all's help to have enough reviews that I can do it every week. And if you leave your Etsy shop name in the comments or as your username, I'd love to check it out and highlight you in the podcast. Maybe it can help to drive some traffic to your shop or bring in some buyers. Today's review comes from Nick's future girlfriend, who unfortunately did not leave her Etsy shop name, and it says, Lauren is so knowledgeable about all things Etsy. She really helps to direct you to narrowing down your shop while still being flexible to make changes once it launches. I love the personal stories she shares that back up her instructions. Awesome podcast. Thank you so much to Nick's future girlfriend. I appreciate you listening and leaving a review. And if you're listening to this right now, please do go leave a review. It helps me so much to hear from you and to just know that you're listening in and loving what I'm putting out there. So let's jump right into our episode. The first point I want to make before we really get into how to manage your time and potentially cut back for the summer months is that doing this might not be feasible for you. Now, stay with me for just a second, because you're probably wondering why I would say that when I'm about to talk all about the very same thing for this whole episode, and if you're wasting your time listening to the episode. Of course, I never think you're wasting your time in learning, because you can always glean a few little tidbits of info or make the ideas work for you, even if the topic isn't directly relevant to your situation. But the reason that I say that this might not work for you is that if you have not been in business for long enough to know the cycles of your shop, I would not recommend taking the summer off or taking this time to cut back on your orders. This is because although summer can be a slow season for some shops in some industries and niches, it can also be a historically very busy time for other niches. If you aren't sure which one your shop falls into, I would highly recommend that you have an entire year where you dive headfirst into your shop and let the sales fall how they fall before you spend any time stepping back in a season because otherwise you're not going to know where the seasonal trends are for your shop and for your niche. I talked about this in a previous episode, but the summer is one of my busiest times of the year 
in my shop. Over the past seven years, August has been my absolute busiest month out of the entire year every single year. It could be for a variety of reasons, such as August being the statistically busiest months for births, or it could be that people are coming back from vacation and finally getting their lives back into a groove so they're thinking about buying gifts or whatever. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have a reason why this would happen every year for sure, but I do know that it has happened year after year after year, so I know to plan around that. If you are in a niche such as babies like I am or weddings or back-to-school gifts, summer may be a very busy time for you, and unless you're consciously deciding to step back from your busy season, you don't want to miss out on those sales just because you didn't plan ahead and think it through. So that's my caveat to this. Like so many other things about running a business, it may or may not work for you and your goals and your business. But let's talk about how to cut back and balance that life and family and work during these summer months if that's something that you do end up deciding that you want to do. This summer is the first summer that I have made the decision to take a major step back from my shop in order to spend some time with my kids while they're out of school. And I do not say that in a mom-shaming way, so please don't hear that. I have been doing this for seven summers, and this is the first time that I have cut back at all. So I'm definitely not one to guilt you about not making that decision or not being in a place where that's something that you can or want to do. There are also a few other things at play in my life that may or may not be true in your life, such as the fact that my kids are in a school that has what's called a flex schedule. So they get out of school the second week in June and they go back to school right after the 4th of July. That makes it exponentially easier for me to plan for this time off because they're only off of school for about a month rather than the two and a half or three months that a lot of kids get in the summer. I will probably still be working one day a week in my shop, but that's a huge change for me from where I normally am, which is that I work normally five days a week during the school year. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it works. So how does this work and how do you get started or plan for some time away if you want to step back a little bit over the next few months? My first tip would be to cut back on orders that take a long time to make. If you are limited in time because your kids are out of school or they're going to a part-day preschool or vacation Bible school or something like that that doesn't have full-time hours and it's not all day long, then cutting back on orders that are disproportionately time-consuming is a good place to start. Whether you have 10 listings or 100 listings, I'm confident that there are some that take longer to make than others or have more details or more concentration needed to make them. And these are good ones to deactivate while you get through this time that you don't have just an unlimited amount of time to work. But what if these are your best-selling items or the ones that are the most visited in your shop? Then maybe a better idea would be to limit the number of them that you have available. I used to have a listing in my shop that was super time-consuming to make, but it sold really well. I didn't want to deactivate it because it was such a good seller, and it had a pretty high profit margin, so it wasn't necessarily a bad listing for my shop to have or for me to be selling over and over again. It seemed like a good listing to keep in my shop. However, it was just so time-consuming that I also didn't want to log into my Etsy shop one morning and see that I had like 10 of the same 
item ordered over and over again in my queue because I knew that it would overwhelm me because it was so time-consuming to make. So in order to limit the sales and to not be overwhelmed, I limited the number of them available to only one. That way, when it sold, it would show up as sold out. I would leave it showing as sold out until I finished making the listing that had sold, the one that somebody had ordered, and then I would renew it until it sold again. I never had more than one of these at a time in my outstanding orders, so I knew that I wasn't going to be swamped with this same item being sold over and over again and then having to do all of these time-consuming orders back-to-back, but it still allowed me to offer it to customers who wanted it. If you have an item that sells well and draws people into your shop, but it isn't your favorite item to make or it takes a long time, limiting the number of them available is a good place to start to make sure that you're not going to be swamped with this thing that is going to take you all this time. And then you're going to be really stressed because you don't have a huge amount of time. Another way to use your time most effectively is to temporarily pause taking custom orders or to dramatically limit the amount of custom changes that someone can make. I've talked before about how I think that accepting custom orders is a great strategy when you're starting out and building your shop direction and inventory. And I totally do think that. In fact, I accepted completely custom orders up until about eight or nine months ago. I would let people pick out the design and the colors and the patterns and the font and what they wanted in a set, everything. The order was 100% custom and they could change every tiny little detail that they wanted. But here's what I found after doing this for so many years. Those custom orders are incredibly time-consuming, and there were so many times that what I was making for someone was not something that was ever really going to sell again, so it didn't benefit my shop beyond that one-off sale that I was working on. Custom orders are a great way to get feedback from your buyers about what they're wanting, the trends or designs that are current and popular, and to give you a niche that you really specialize in. But if you're pressed for time and you don't have a ton of creative energy to expend because you are up to your neck and kids being home all summer, (laughs) they may not be something that you really want to focus on for the next few months. If you do want to continue to take custom orders, even while you're more limited in time, I would watch out for a few things that can send red flags up. The first is people who email back and forth a lot. I've had custom orders before that have taken days or even weeks to hammer out all the details. I actually went back when I was getting ready for this episode and looked at my combos from when I was super deep in custom orders. And I think the longest running combo thread that I had for a custom order was 45 combos for a $32 order, 45 emails. Now you could say that maybe part of that was my fault because if we had to go back and forth that many times, I apparently was not being very clear about what I needed from the buyer in order to make the set, the information that I needed. But there are also times that the customer is just very, very specific, very needy, or very chatty. And that is all fine and dandy, except for when you're pressed for time. I don't have time to email someone 45 times for one order. It is incredibly hard to keep all of the details straight when there's that many messages coming in. And I just really need them to tell me what they want, I can make it, and we can all move on with our day. 
Another thing to look out for when you're dealing with custom orders and time management is very, very specific orders which depart from your normal design or your normal style of doing things. This can be really difficult because what I have found is that these orders slow me down so much. Rather than just being able to glance at the notes that someone wrote or glance at the picture of the order that I've created in the past that I'm remaking with a new name or whatever, I have to carefully read every single note that I have made in the custom order and go back through all the combos where we've talked about the details in order to get it right. And if you have 45 messages for that one order, it can take a long time to go through and read all of the back and forth and they change their mind sometimes. So you have to make sure in your mind that you're understanding exactly what they're looking for. And if you're in a working groove of making the same thing over and over again, like I get when I'm working, having to stop, read all these details, mentally process what we're talking about, and then carefully do every single part of the order, which is all changed up and new, can really kill my groove and it slows me down so much. My next tip for managing your time over the summer is to cut down on your listing offerings so that you can better batch your items. If you have collections that all fall into the same category, like your entire shop is candles, this won't be as applicable. But if you have things that are related but not the same, say you make things that are monogrammed with vinyl lettering and you have water bottles and baby bodysuits and t-shirts and tote bags and they all have this vinyl lettering but they're different items, it may be a good idea to cut back on some of those listings and only focus on one or two categories for the summer. Just like with custom orders, when you have to stop what you're doing, totally switch gears, and then do something different, it's going to be more time-consuming and you're not going to be able to get as much done in the same amount of time. It will always be most efficient to do the same thing over and over and over again, hence the whole idea of and creation of assembly lines. If every time Ford made a car, they did one car from start to finish before starting the next car, it would take forever to make cars and we'd have to pay like a bajillion dollars because they'd be so expensive to make with the labor. But that's not how they do it. They do all the like items the same time, and then they move on to the next group of like items. And you can do this too on a smaller scale. By eliminating a huge amount of choices in your shop and just focusing on a few, you can up your productivity and increase your efficiency in creating your products so you can get more done in the same amount of time or even more done in less time. Lastly, I want to make a point that if you're thinking about taking a step back over the summer or reducing your workload for a few months while your kids are out of school, or you just want to take some vacation time and enjoy the warm weather while it's here, I would really think about using this time to make sure that your shop is super optimized and ready to go for the fall so that you can hit the ground running when the fall comes. Even if you want to step back for June and July, you're probably going to want your shop to be ready to jump back in come August and the holiday shopping season. So this is a really great time to work on the back end of your shop. Don't let the whole summer go by with your shop just being stagnant and not doing anything. This can be a really good time to play around with things, work on your SEO, and to figure out how this shop is going to work for you and your family, even if you don't want to be inundated with orders for the next several weeks. 
The fall is a busy season for most shops and most niches because buyers are finally back home from summer break, their life is in a more of a routine, they're ready to shop, and they're beginning to gear up for the holidays. So you want to make sure that come late summer, you're not scrambling to get everything in gear. Along those lines, I want to let you know that the doors to my signature course, Etsy Roadmap to Success, are opening on June 11th. This course will walk you through all the ins and outs of having your shop set up and ready to hit the ground running, and we'll be working together with group coaching and live Q&As throughout June and July. If you're interested in hearing more about the course or being on the VIP waiting list when the doors are open for extra bonuses, head over to creativemomboss.com slash roadmap to success to sign up for that VIP waiting list. I hope this episode has helped you to think about what your goals are for your shop for the summer, and if you want to dive headfirst into busy summer months or take a step back and not. There really is not a right or wrong answer for that, and again, I don't ever want you to feel like I am telling you what will work best for your family. I don't think that the myth of having everything all at the same time, the job and the business and the family and sitting by the beach rolling in the money without ever having to work like we see on social media really exists. It is not really possible to have this amazing money flow where you don't even have to work and you're just rolling in the Benjamins. It takes prioritization and time management. And I think that it's okay to have different seasons where different things are prioritized. And I do not mean that this always has to be your family, although it sounds really bad to say that you're not prioritizing your family. And of course, I don't mean that your family should totally suffer or you just completely ignore them. But I also do think that it's okay to have seasons of your life where you're prioritizing your business. There were and still are certainly seasons of my life where our family time took a backseat to work. And Although I don't think that that's healthy for the long term or for your whole life or as a way of life, it's a season and putting in that work allowed us to have other seasons where we weren't working as much. So anyway, I just don't want to play into that myth or sort of that cultural norm of mom guilt or job shaming where we see so many things projected onto us of how we can be the perfect mom and the perfect business person and wife and friend and daughter and everything all at once and it's too much. So I will step off my soapbox now and wrap this up. Remember to head over to creativemomboss.com slash roadmap to success if you want to join that VIP waiting list. And I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.